coming at you today with some NFL futures. This is something I had not done a ton in the past, but definitely have gotten more into this year. Probably large thanks to uh, Yanni and D and JJ and some of the other guys who have spent a lot of time on futures. But what I've been doing is every week going back and adjusting my uh, projections for where these teams are going to end up. Um, or where I think they're headed, um, which games I think they're going to win, lose, and then and the ones that are more of a toss-up. And I think there continue to be spots that are worth adding. Uh, I have four four futures that I'm adding that I'm going to share with you here. Um, I'll share where I got them and everything. Um, but before I do that, just a couple things on how I'm looking at futures. Um, so one of them is I'm creating a floor and a ceiling projection. So one of the things I'm looking at is not only, hey, what's the projection I have for this team in terms of wins and losses, but how much variance do I think there is? So as we go further into the season, we get more information about the teams, but also we get through some of the games. Um, that variance starts to shrink a little bit. And I think that's really helpful for making some of these futures bets. Because I can think that a team's going to end with eight wins, but if the variance is like plus or minus six wins, well, how much do I really know about that team or where they're going to end up? I'm still making a projection, but it's harder. I'm getting to where with some of these teams, and obviously uh, I'm going to be wrong about some of them, but I, I think I'll be right about some of them too. But some of these I'm getting to where the variance is like three games. Well, now when we get down to where a variance is something more like three games, I think there's a lot more that we can um, rightfully know or, or have better information for betting. Also, I think uh, when I hear people talk, uh, even in national media and stuff about where teams are going to end up, it doesn't feel like they take the schedule into account very often. They may say, oh, they have a hard schedule. They have an easy schedule. But there's some of these teams like the Cleveland Browns, as an example, coming into this season. Um, we talked about how their first four games were incredibly easy. And then from there, the schedule got a lot harder. Well, we're still talking about the Cleveland Browns as a team that is going to be vying for the playoffs. And not that it's, it's impossible because I think they are an okay team. But again, it's like in a vacuum, I think it's possible. When I go look at their schedule, I think it's very unlikely. They're not the only team where that's true. And so with futures, this is another important piece is that you're actually looking at the real schedule and the games that they have to play. Not just your impression of where a team should end up in a vacuum, uh, like if all schedules were equal, because not all schedules are equal. All right. So that being said, I'm going to dive into four uh, four picks here. These four picks are also in the description of the video, but wanted to give you my thoughts on why I'm ending up there. And part of that is you can follow me, but I'd honestly rather have you look at the information and decide if you think it's a good bet or not. Um, follow me if you think it is, and then don't if you don't. So we're going to start out with the most juice, which is still only minus 112, but that is the Denver Broncos to not make the playoffs. Minus 112, I got that on FanDuel. Actually, I wish I had bet it last night because it was minus 102 when I was looking up these lines, but this morning I pulled it up to actually bet it, and it was minus 112, which is a lesson in if you like something, bet it right away. But with the Broncos... The injury news is not good for them. So Javante Williams out for the season. I think that's a big deal because Malcolm Gordon is a fine and serviceable running back. But I think that their Javante Williams is certainly the better runner. And now they're down some depth as well. And then this morning I saw a report. I don't know if it's true or not that Russ is dealing with a shoulder injury. You, you almost would believe it from the way that he's played. So if he has a shoulder injury, that's obviously problematic. 
if he doesn't, then it's almost more scary that maybe he's just getting to be over the hill or something because he's looked really bad. Um, Denver on the whole has been incredibly disappointing. They certainly have a good, uh, a pretty good defense and some okay pieces on offense, uh, especially at the receiver position where they might be able to turn it around a little bit. But here's, here's what really makes me like this futures bet is we have to look at who would they have to beat to get into the playoffs. Well, right now we've got Buffalo, Baltimore. Um, I have Buffalo, Baltimore, Jacksonville, and Kansas City winning their divisions. So those three teams are in. You could argue a little, but you're going to pick up some of these other teams in the wild card. So for the wild card, I have Cincinnati, the Chargers, and Miami. So basically what we're saying is that Denver has to end up beating Cincinnati, the Chargers, or Miami in order to get to the playoffs. Well, based on what I see, I think Miami's out. I know, I mean, out of the, the picture for this conversation. I mean, I know that uh, Teddy Bridgewater's in, but he's a serviceable backup, and I think they're going to be okay with two out. So I have Miami um, projected for 12 and a half wins, and this is one of those teams where I don't have a lot of wiggle room, where I actually have their floor at 12 wins. Um, maybe I would dock them one more at the most with Tua being out for a while, but let's say 11 wins at worst for Miami. So I think they actually stay in the running for the division potentially based on what Buffalo does rather than dropping out of the wild card picture. So now we're down to Cincinnati and the Chargers. <clears throat> I have both of these teams projected at 10 and 7, but I will say that these are two teams where I definitely see more variance. Cincinnati, it's a little less. I have their floor at nine and eight and their ceiling at 12 and five. But they do have a relatively difficult schedule, which is why I instead of, you know, I put them closer to their floor at 10 and seven. The Chargers, I actually have their floor at six and 11, um, but their ceiling at 13 and four. This is a team that I think is still really hard to wrap our, my head around a little bit because they have so much potential but they also tend to underperform so badly, plus the injuries that they have um, bring more question marks into it for them. But so, so I, that is a team that you could look at and say, hey, if I have their floor at 6-11, and 11, that's a team that could be leapfrogged by Denver. Um, but again, I do have their projection at 10-7. and seven. I think that they are strong enough that they end up winning a decent number of their games that I don't have as a win or loss right now. So where do I have Denver? Well, I actually have Denver with a lot of variants as well. I have their floor at 4-13. and 13. If this team continues, I don't think they're going to end up there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this is what, where I, this is part of the beauty of doing projections. I'm not saying what I think they'll do. I'm actually working through a process that, that tells me what is the worst case scenario here for Denver. I have their ceiling at 10-7, and seven, which would be respectable, right? That puts them right there with where I have Cincinnati and the Chargers projected at 10-7. and seven. But because of that variance and looking at the games, I actually have them projected right now for 7 and 10. So that gives me um, a three-game clearance for projections between Cincinnati and the Chargers and then the Broncos. That's, that's enough for me to think that a bet at minus 112 is a good idea. I will also throw in that we have the Patriots, the Browns, the Colts, and the Titans as teams that theoretically could make some kind of run. I mean, I don't think one of those teams making a run is any crazier than Denver making a run to the playoffs, honestly. Um, though I don't really love any of those four teams, but I don't love Denver right now either. And I do want to say, too, this is a team where I was very wrong. Um, I was high on the Broncos uh, on some podcasts. I talked about even thinking they were the 
the team more likely than the Chargers to potentially take Kansas City out in the division this year. And I thought it was because of their defense and then the difference Russ would make being there. Just hasn't panned out so far. So that's one where I was really wrong. Um, Hey, could be wrong here again. But that's what I see on this Denver to not make the playoffs at minus 112. I did only do one unit on that. This is probably my least confident of the three picks. But I do like it. Excuse me here. Dealing with a little something. Got a mutant call. All right. Thanks. Next up, not like you had a choice. Thank you for letting me cough, uh, but I didn't ask you. All right. Now we're back with pick number two. This one is the Baltimore Ravens over 10 and a half wins at plus 115 on FanDuel. This is another one that I should have bet right away. It was plus 120 last night, plus 115 as I'm recording this. With Baltimore, uh, a few considerations here. So number one, I think that this is a nice buy low spot for them because they could easily be 4-0. Those comeback wins that they've allowed. Now, granted, one was to the Bills, and so that's excusable. And it was a first-half lead. So I don't think that that was crazy. And when people talk about they should be 4-0, I don't think I would say that they should be 4-0. I would say they could be uh, because they did have those two big home leads. Um, but I think they should be three and one, <laughs> um, and, and potentially could be four and oh, Baltimore is a team that has, uh, played incredibly well. Lamar Jackson is playing really well and they're getting healthier. The thing is that they've gone two and two again, should be three and one could be four and oh, with a really banged up roster and quite a few injuries. Now, Baltimore seems to get hit with, hit with these injuries year after year. So obviously those things could continue to come, and that's an issue with any futures bet is that we don't know what injuries are. A quarterback gets hurt. Obviously, Lamar gets hurt here. It's a huge hit to an to an over uh, on the win total bet here. But they are getting healthier. I think this is a buy low spot. If they were 4-0, this total would not be uh, obviously over 10.5, and, and that's why it's not. But also here, this is another one where I don't have tons of variance on the Ravens when I look at their projections. I have their floor at 10 wins. I have their projection at 12. And one of the things that I'm looking for personally on win total bets at this point in the season is I want at least a game and a half of clearance for the number. So in other words, I'm not going to bet Baltimore over 10 and a half if I have them projected at 11 wins. I need to have at least 12, and that's where I have them projected. But again, not only do I have them at 12, but I don't have a ton of variance on the downside here. I do think that they have the upside of 14 of fourteen wins. I don't necessarily think they'll get there. So I like uh, a win and a half with low variance on the Baltimore Ravens over 10 and a half at plus 115, and that's my second futures bet. I did two units on that. All these other three are two units uh, that I did. I tend to do a a little more on futures bets. Bet number three. This is a, uh, the train is leaving the station. (laughs) This is your last chance in my mind to get this. Um, And that is Kansas City and Philadelphia to win their divisions. Yes, I know that I've been adding Philadelphia futures basically every week. Um, oh, let me finish the bet. Division winners, parlay those, plus 109, you can still get at DraftKings. So still plus money on Kansas City and Philadelphia to win their divisions. Now you could say, am I not losing value because I could have had huge plus money earlier on before the season, even first week of the season 
on Philadelphia to win their division over in seven and a half wins. It started at over eight and a half, nine and a half. All those things are true. But here's the way that I'm thinking about futures is, yes, I want to get ahead of the game. And so I want to make all those kinds of bets with the confidence that I have at the time that they're available. I have a lot on Philadelphia to win the division already. I have a lot on Philadelphia. I think I'm over eight and a half wins is what I got. I have a lot on that. I have a bet on Philadelphia to win the Super Bowl at really good odds, plus 2,500, I think, on that. So why am I adding another bet now with Philadelphia? Well, here's the reason. I think that both of these teams are the prohibitive favorites to win their divisions. And I think that the lines are off from what the value actually is. So I have Kansas City clear of the Chargers by three games in their projection. I just talked about the variance with the Chargers. And even at the Chargers ceiling, I still have Kansas City tied with them. Um, That's the Chargers ceiling. And I don't think the Chargers are going to hit it. I have them clear of Denver by six games. With the start that the Raiders had, I would not give them any chance to come back and be in the mix to win this division. Now, after I say that, watch them be there. But they're talented. But again, I just don't think they get there. This is a tough division, and some of these teams are going to beat up on each other, even though they haven't played up to what we expected them to so far. So I think Kansas City is a prohibitive favorite to win the division, and this was minus 175. I mean, I think this is a minus 250, maybe minus 300. So I see value on that line. Then let's talk about the NFC East, and specifically, like I said, why am I adding another bet with the Eagles? Well, the reason is that the Eagles line to win the division is minus 300, and I have them clear of Dallas, who I've been pleasantly surprised by, by the way. One of the bets I considered for this week was over on Dallas's team total, and I didn't take it because I was only half a game clear of their projection, but I like what Dallas has been doing, especially their defense. But I have them clear of Dallas by six games. Now, you could say, Tasty, you're crazy. Uh, you have Philadelphia projected to go 16 and one. There's no way in hell they're going 16 and one. Okay, again, go look at the schedule. Tell me which games they're going to lose. I mean, I do understand that this is the NFL and good teams get beat by bad teams on a week to week basis. That happens. But they should be favored in every game. And here's one of the things I especially like about Philadelphia is yes, let's say Jalen Hurts goes down. Well, that's a big deal for sure. He's been huge, especially with his legs. But that offensive line is giving him so much time to throw. They have weapons with Smith and Brown now. Brown is having an incredible season so far. They have a strong defense. So I don't think that these kind of bets are screwed, even if Jalen Hurts does go down, though it would definitely make it a lot more dicey. This is part of the reason why if I only had Philadelphia winning the division by a game or possibly two, maybe would make me a little more hesitant where their line's at minus 300. But when I have them at at six games over what I think is the next best team in the division, minus 300 is amazing value. So I'm putting these two together to get plus money. I think that's a phenomenal spot. And also, I think this is the last week before these lines really get away from us. Philly goes in, theoretically beats up on a bad Cardinals team. Um, Kansas City goes out, gets another win. I don't have their schedule in front of me, so I don't remember who they're playing. Off the top of my head, um, I don't think you get anything you can parlay together again 
uh, for plus money. Now, one last thing I want to say on this one is I did think about putting the bills into this parlay to get even better plus money. There are two reasons I didn't. Number one, I already have a parlay from last week that has the bills in it, and I do still think they win the division. However, looking at the schedules, I think Buffalo's schedule is tougher than Miami's. And I was surprised in my projections by how high I still had the Dolphins. So I do have the Bills two games clear of the Dolphins in my projections. But when you factor in variance, it's not so clear cut. So while I do think the Bills win the division at minus 300 or whatever they are now, it actually I wanted to have a bet that didn't have the Bills in it just in case. And so getting plus money on these two together, I felt like was the better spot to add to the portfolio I have. Now, if you haven't bet a lot of futures and you like the Bills uh, to win the division, which I do as well, then maybe you want to throw them in there. I think another team you could consider throwing into a parlay to win the division is Baltimore. Um, I really do think they win to the division. I just didn't love the line for an outright bet. I liked that over 10 and a half better just in case the Bengals get on some kind of crazy run. I don't expect them to, but that was what made me go the way that I did. Again, it's not just what what spots do you like, but it's structuring sort of the whole portfolio together. So if you have other futures bets, you got to consider that. All right. My last futures bet that I am adding this week with the biggest plus money, though it was bigger last week, but I'm okay with the fact that I waited is Jacksonville Jaguars to win the division at plus 175. I got that on BetMGM for two units. This division is shit. I mean, real, real shit. I cannot believe how bad Indianapolis is. Now Jonathan Taylor is hurt. We don't know how badly. Matt Ryan apparently does not know how to play quarterback. Their offensive line is in shambles. Probably part of the reason Matt Ryan isn't doing too well playing quarterback. Shaq Leonard just came back, left with a concussion. This Colts team is in trouble. They go to Denver this week for like the, the bowl of teams people thought would be good and are actually pretty terrible. I think Denver might win that game, actually, despite the fact that they're not very good. If Denver wins that game, that's only going to put more value on the Jaguars. This is part of why I think that this line could continue to come down in the coming weeks. We got to start looking at Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee is a team that I was super low on. I have their alt win total under seven and a half wins. And granted, it's a decent plus money. I'd have to go look what it was. So it's plus money. But man, I'm starting to feel like the Titans actually probably will end up being the second best team in this division. They're decently coached. Um, They still have Derrick Henry. At this point, maybe their defense is better than the Colts' defense. They have a warmer body playing quarterback than the Colts do. So I am still not high on the Titans at all. But I think maybe they're number two. And then we have Jacksonville. Jacksonville got out to a hot start against Philadelphia in a, a mess of a rainstorm. Philly came back on them again, which was impressive to me in the first half even. Um, and, and you know, but Jacksonville hung in there. I'm still not over the moon on Jacksonville, but I think they're a very solid team. They have good pieces on offense. They have a solid defense. This is going to be a team that's in a lot of games. So where was I at with projections here? <clears throat> Let's start with the floor. 
I have Jacksonville's floor at seven and 10. Again, when I'm saying a floor, you, you can pretty much assume that I think every one of these teams will do better than their floor. But seven and 10. Floor for, for both the Colts and the Titans is four wins. Colts have that one tie, so they would be a half game better than Tennessee if that's how it played out. Well, what about the ceiling? This is where for Jacksonville, I do have a lot of variance on them right now. And I think it's because we're still learning how good they are. We know that they're they're pretty good, but we're still learning how good they are. I have their ceiling at 13 and four. So that's a six game swing. That's a lot of games kind of up in the air. I have the ceiling for both the Colts and the Titans at nine wins. So I have three games of clearance on the floor, four games of clearance on the ceiling, and then actual projections. I'm projecting the Jaguars to go 10 and seven, the Colts to go seven, nine and one, and the Titans to go seven and 10. So in every category, I do have three games of clearance in terms of how I think this plays out. So again, if I had one game of clearance, would I take it at plus 175? Well, maybe, because <laughs> I'd still have a game of clearance and it would still be plus money. But I'd be, you know, I'd be a little more cautious. I would maybe lay off. But in this case, where I have three games of clearance and you're giving me plus 175, yes, I know it was like two plus 250 last week. But I'm okay with it. I wanted to see how those games last week played out. And it's like I said at the beginning of this video, you got to figure out what you think is a good bet today. Because what we have is the information and the lines that we have today. So if you think it's still a good bet today, then I think it's worth it. Maybe others would disagree with me on how to play futures, but that's where I'm coming from. So I took Jacksonville to win the division for two units plus 175. All right, that, that is the four um, futures bets that I have added. Would love to know in the comments, what are other futures bets you like? What things are you taking? Which ones of mine do you think are good? Which ones are crap? Always appreciate the feedback. Um, if you like this video, let me know. I'll probably keep doing futures videos as long as it seems relevant. And soon, hopefully, we'll have a futures video out for the NBA as we move closer and closer to the NBA season as well. Like the video, subscribe to the channel, rate the podcast if you're listening there. Have a great day.